this concept and the idea of victory sports has been kind of growing in my mind and my heart for probably four or five years. And it wasn't really until I just shared my dream with somebody that it was able to become a reality. So I always like to tell people as like a takeaway from this. Yes. Is this always share your dreams with people? Just when you have an idea or a concept or a dream, make sure that you share it with people because you know, God can put people in your life to help make it happen. For Doug Griffenberg, sports was always going to be it, career-wise. His dad was a legendary sportscaster in Buffalo. Doug himself was a three-sport athlete. He played college football. He's coached his kids and started leagues for underserved communities. This guy has spent 25 years working in sports-related sales and marketing, including his own sporting goods company. But a man of faith, Doug says he found himself preying on finding the missing piece to his professional puzzle. And then one day, it materialized. It's actually a cool story. So much good in this episode for you. Real life takeaways. And you'll find out what it took for Doug to figure out how to give back in a way that makes perfect sense for his skill set while building something from the ground up that delivers so much more than a paycheck. Let's listen. Hey, Doug, thanks for joining me. You know, this is a story I've been very excited to share since we were put in touch by our mutual friend, Karen Regan. And I'm realizing that the word of mouth guests are the best ones. Thank you so much, Krista, for having me on the podcast. And I thank Karen for connecting us, which is great. We're going to dive right in. As you know, our goal is to explore cool gigs like what you're doing and talk about what lights you up. But I will say that what you're doing lights me up. Because it's not only aligned with your professional purpose, right? That's what this show is somewhat designed to do, to focus in on that. But it's also that you're doing something for so many people. It's bigger than you. You're changing lives through sports-based youth development, which I truly believe in the power of. We want to dig into all of that, but I think we should start naturally with your backstory. College football at U Buffalo, your three-sport athlete, coach, your father, a legendary Buffalo sportscaster. I mean, sports has been it since day one, but something was missing that you evaluated fairly recently. So walk us through your journey. Yeah, I grew up in a family with four kids. I was the, the baby of four with a father who was, when I was born, was actually a broadcaster in Buffalo. So back in the day, he did the old Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Braves when we had an NBA team. He also did college football. But he came from Michigan. And so he was an All-American tight end at Michigan. He went and played for the D Detroit Lions for a couple of years. Nice. So I had a father that was you know, very into sports. And uh, pretty much our last name is synonymous with sports in Buffalo. <laughs> I also had a mother who always kind of took second fiddle to my dad. But she was actually just as athletic. She was a phys ed teacher. She taught phys ed in college. Love it. Uh, she actually started one of the first NFL cheerleading teams, the Buffalo Jills. So cool. She actually started that, took her Buffalo State cheerleading team over to the Bills games, and that became the original Buffalo Jills. Yeah, like a pioneer there. Exactly. But yeah, I grew up playing sports. Basically, my whole childhood was sports. So whether it was soccer or baseball or football, and it really kind of helped guide me through my life and turn me into the person that I've become today. When I was in high school, I was a three-sport athlete. So I played basketball, I played football, and I ran track. When I went to college, I went to the University of Buffalo, played football there for a couple of years under a legendary Jim Hazlitt, who was a linebacker in Buffalo and also an NFL head coach for New Orleans after a while. Cool. I always knew sports was going to be my career somehow. 
So I wasn't sure what it was going to be, but I went to school for sport management and exercise science. When I got out of, out of college, I actually started selling fitness equipment. I did that for a few years and then had the opportunity to actually go on board with a company that sold awards and varsity jackets to athletic directors and schools. So, so I sold over 350 high schools across the upstate New York and uh, supplied them with all the things they needed to, to award their athletes. From that, I went and actually I started my first business. Uh, it was actually a school sporting goods business. And so I would sell team sports equipment to athletic directors and, and teams. And that then, again, it was always in the sports industry. I knew I was going to be there someplace, but I never really kind of felt super comfortable in some of these jobs. I then got into the apparel business. I would sell blank apparel to sporting goods stores, embroiderers, screen printing shops. And I did that for eight years. Mm -hmm. During that job, I started coaching my kids in sports. So I am married to a wonderful woman named Wendy. We actually went to high school together. Been married now for over 20 years. We have two young kids. Madison is now, she just is going to be turning 19. And my son, Dylan, is going to be turning 17. And started coaching them in sports. That was my first opportunity to actually not just sell the coaches, but become an actual coach. And I was actually in it now. So coach them in soccer and baseball and softball. And then at our church, we actually started a, a sports ministry program called Upward Sports. And we are one of the few floor hockey programs, believe it or not. Buffalo is a hockey town. And so we started a floor hockey program at our church. And I ran that for close to 10 years. That morphed into flag football and cheerleading and other programs. And while I was doing that, it just really opened my eyes to maybe where God was kind of calling me to go. It was kind of maybe more into the world of, of service or ministry, but I really wasn't sure what that was and what it was going to be. Prayed a lot about it, talked to a lot of people about it. And I always knew that I had the knowledge of sports equipment. I was an athlete. I was a coach. Through things at church, I've learned about a lot of kids and people in the city that didn't have much. And then I would go out to my garage or my shed and just see loads and loads of really good sports equipment just sitting there not being used at all. That was kind of like the light bulb moment for me, really, is it's like, why don't I just start collecting this equipment that's in my shed and in everybody's shed and garage and start inventorying it and then finding kids and programs that didn't have anything and we could give it to them. And so that was kind of like the, 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 again, the aha moment, the light bulb moment of like, I think this actually could be like a not-for-profit or a business to run. Right. And so I remember you telling me when we spoke earlier that you had this idea but there was a conversation with someone who was destined to help you in a way, and that changed everything. So tell me again about that conversation. Yeah, I think the universe and God puts people in your lives at certain times uh, for perfect timing and for the right reasons. So one of my customers that I actually was selling to at the time, she actually gave me a call one day, and I was sitting in a parking lot in my car when she called. We talked for about an hour about just career opportunities and other things she could do. She just wasn't happy with where she was. Mm -hmm. And I shared with her, like, I don't plan on selling apparel for the rest of my life. I have kind of bigger ideas and plans. And, and so I shared with her kind of my concept of victory sports. Yeah. We would collect new sports equipment and find kids and programs that needed it and just help wherever we could help. And she then said, Doug, I have somebody who you need to talk to. Wow. And I kind of just hesitated. Like, what do you mean you have somebody I need to talk to? And she's like, well, I have a friend who has some money. She loves sports. She's a person of faith. And I think she would love this. And she's looking for maybe an organization or something that's kind of help support. And I said, well, great. Let's get together. 
So in the next couple of weeks, we arranged a lunch meeting and met with her that day for the first time. Then met with her and her husband, like maybe a week later, and they agreed to fund Victory Sports to get us started. That's incredible. And that happened in 2016. So this concept and the idea of Victory Sports has been kind of growing in my mind and my heart for probably four or five years. And it wasn't really until I just shared my dream with somebody that it was able to become a reality. So I always like to tell people as like a takeaway from this is just always share your dreams with people. Just when you have an idea or a concept or a dream, make sure that you share it with people because you know God can put people in your life to help make it happen. Totally. You just happened to be sharing thoughts on your career with her in the parking lot. And it led to this, this complete change in your path. And if you hadn't been vulnerable about it and said, oh, I'm not really totally psyched where I am right now selling sports apparel, maybe this wouldn't have come together for you. So I think that that is definitely, I think it symbolizes what we all need to do, which is just be a little more transparent about where we want to go, because sometimes it comes together in this way. Now, tell me more about the activity of what you're doing. You're collecting sports equipment, gently used, and distributing it. And you're always focused on under-resourced schools, youth programs, teams, and athletes. So what are your biggest obstacles there as a nonprofit? We basically do collection drives throughout the community with teams and corporations and businesses. We collect sports equipment, and we then warehouse it. We have a 4,500-square-foot warehouse filled with gear which we then kind of turned that into a store and an outlet too that I'll share with you. But yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously the biggest obstacle whenever you start any organization, especially a not-for-profit is funding. Sure. Trying to fund a not-for-profit is not the easiest thing in the world. So then what we try to do with that equipment is we just find those schools and those teams and those kids that need it and we give it away to them. Mm -hmm. A couple of quick little stories. As I mentioned, we started this equipment outlet. We knew there were certain families and kids that they maybe didn't fit within the parameters of like the organizations we serve. Right. And they'd be kind of one-offs like, Hey, I need something. And it was really hard for us to just serve individual families the way we're set up. We really served teams and schools and organizations. And so we're like, you know, why don't we open up like an outlet store where we can be open a few hours a week and serve just the community. Just one quick story was it was a single mom that came in and she had six kids. Usually the kids come in and they need soccer cleats or something. And it's something pretty simple. Well, she shared with me that four of her kids wanted to play hockey. And I looked at her and she looked back at me. She's like, yeah, we need everything for four kids for hockey. Yikes. Right. Cha-ching. Yeah. Yeah. So, and she said, there's no way my kids could play hockey if I had to go to the sporting goods store and go buy enough equipment for four kids. So we spent two hours going through our bins and our boxes and I was able to outfit four of her kids from skates to pants, to shoulder pads, to helmets. Amazing everything they needed. And she gave me $50. At the end of that, her and I were just kind of looking at each other. And like, she looked at me, I looked at her and we basically both had like tears in our eyes. And it is in my heart. I'm just like, this is why I do what I do. It's something as simple as a used set of hockey equipment. But these kids, if you would have seen the faces on these kids and how excited they were, because they knew they weren't going to play hockey if it wasn't for the fact that mom found victory sports and we were able to give them the equipment that they needed. Totally. So that's just one story kind of from the outlet, but then there's lots of other little stories of like, we do actually serve the missionary community. So when there's churches or teams or people that are going to third world countries, very often they go and they want to run some type of a camp, like a soccer camp. Yeah. So there was this one group that was going to El Salvador and they needed soccer balls. And I'm like, well, great. I can get you soccer balls. That's no problem. And I said, do you also need cleats? And they're like, no, no, the kids down there, they don't use cleats. 
And I said, okay, can you please reach out to the, your contact down yeah. there and ask them, do they not play with cleats? Like do they play barefoot because they want to, or because they don't have cleats. Right. Well, the next day, uh, my guy called me back and said, yeah, they would love cleats. Oh, they don't have it. Right. And so then they had some, sent back these great pictures of these, these young little kids by putting their cleats on. It was the first pair of cleats they'd ever owned. So that's an example of what we can do in a third world country. And then locally right here in Buffalo, there's just football programs that'll call us. And there was one time where my son and I went down to, to one of the programs in Buffalo. We loaded up our trailer with all the cleats we had. And these kids were coming up to us and they literally had slides on like sandals or basketball shoes. And that's what they were using to play football. In. Right. And so we were able to outfit every single kid on the team with gently used cleats. And now they can actually go out there and play the sport that they love to play. And there's hundreds of stories like that. And all because we just decided to start collecting new sports equipment. It's incredible. And the reward that you're feeling and what you've created with your family too, which is incredible that they're all involved and your kids are learning about giving back. What is that like? And tell me as far as advice to others on starting a nonprofit like this, creating a path that not only taps into your experience. I mean, you had 25 years in the sports industry. Sports was just central to your entire life, but tapping into your experience and then doing something that fuels your soul, that's what all of us, I think, in the end, would love to achieve. So what are some good takeaways for our listeners in that space? I think one of the pivotal points for me that helped me kind of do my 180 in my career was there was a book by Rick Warren, which I'm sure many people have read, The Purpose Driven Life. Mm -hmm. And I, was, I, I picked up that book thinking it was going to help show me what to do as a career. But the first four words that he writes is, it's not about you. Right. And that literally just punched me like right between the eyes. And that changed my focus from being inwardly focused, what's in it really for me, to what can I do as a career that really helps and serves others? And so those four words, it's not about you, like this kind of use that as a mantra. Yeah. And then there was another book I read around the same time called Halftime by Bob Buford. There's three different stages of careers. I'm pretty sure it was Bob and you could check me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but, um, but he talks about three different phases of, of your life and your careers. And mm -hmm. the first phase of your career is all about survival. So you get your, your degree in college or you get out of high school and you're just trying to survive. You're trying to find that first job. You're trying sure. to pay your rent. You're trying to just get enough money to put food on your table. You go through, through the survival phase and you get more into the success phase. That's when we're trying to, we're chasing the money. We're chasing the title. Or we're chasing kind of the, that mindset we all had growing up of like, I want to be this, the CEO of some company or whatever. Yeah. A lot of people, you get to that point in your career and you still feel kind of empty. You're like, I have all the money I need. I have the big house that I want. I have the world is exactly what I thought it would be, but it just doesn't feel right. Something's missing. Yeah. And that's because the third phase of your life and where we're supposed to go is then find that, that significance. So you go from survival mode to success mode to a mode of significance. And that's where you, again, it's, it's not about you. you. You try to find a career path or a volunteer opportunity or something in your life where you can start giving back to your community. And I just happened to have been lucky enough to, to figure that out when I was in my mid forties. Right. And I was able to actually turn that into a career that will hopefully, you know, I'll have for, for many, many more years to come. At this point, it's with, when you're running a not-for-profit, it's not about the success anymore because it's not about the, the financial rewards you get from running a not-for-profit, that's for sure. But it's about the impact you make and the, the smiles on the kids' faces and what you can do for your community. That's where the significance starts coming from. And, and that this fills your heart and uh, you feel great about it. 
100%. So where do you see Victory Sports going in five, 10 years? Do you have that vision yet? Or is it more just evolving year to year, doing what you're doing and trying to continue to grow? Or do you have a real 10-year plan? Our mission statement is all about using sports as a tool to really empower and change the community and impact the community. So there's lots of different ways to do it. We have a program called Bridge the Gap Sports, where we use sports equipment and we give sports bags to police officers. And then police officers put that equipment in their trunks and they're able to then go and use that to build relationships and friendships with kids in their community. <clears throat> that's a program that could easily become a national program with everything that's going on in the world today. We have these ball bins we put all around the city that we fill with equipment. Kids can come and just take it. We created a literacy program called Athletes Read. A lot of kids are like me. I didn't love reading growing up. But if you gave me a book about a topic that I was interested in, like sports, I would pick it up and I would read it from cover to cover. Yeah. And so that program just... We match kids with a book that where they see themselves as the main character in it, and it helps them just to see themselves in it, and they pick up the book and they read it. And so we're trying to help with literacy rates. What we do here in Buffalo can easily be done in other cities. Love to be able to help other people even do that at some point. But as you mentioned about starting not-for-profits, yes, starting not-for-profits are hard. But you know when you do it, and you do it in an area and something that you're really passionate about, all the time and effort and struggles and challenges are really well worth it. Something I always talk about too is we all have talents and we all have passions. And so what we need to do in our life is we, we've got to match the talents we have with the passions that we have. Right. And then we also have God-given gifts that we have. And so if you can match your, your talents with your passions, with your gifts, then that is the kind of job that you go to every single day that it doesn't feel like you're going to a job. Exactly. And so I see myself doing this, whether I'm the executive director of Victory Sports or if I'm just the board chair, kind of leading this organization for many years to come, because no matter what, there's always going to be need, the need for sports equipment for kids in the city and in the suburbs, no matter where they are in third world countries. And sports is so powerful. And it's we didn't talk about this at all, but we don't want kids playing sports just because they want to play sports. We want kids playing sports because of all the social, emotional learning, other things that kids get through playing sports. Right. It's the leadership. It's the discipline. It's respecting authority. It's, it's all that that comes from sports. It's really, really important. And that's why we want to help these kids play. So if people want to support Victory Sports, learn more about Donate, where's the best place for me to send listeners online or social media? Our website is victorysports.org, which is pretty simple. And then most of our information and what we get out there every single day is done on Facebook, which is Victory Sports Global Outreach. Like I mentioned before, we do serve you know other countries. We've probably sent equipment to by to 12 different countries. We are a global organization wanting to help out as many kids as we can. And yeah, so any support would be great. I think this is incredible work that you're doing. And I'm really happy to be an honor to be able to help spread the message. I think you're changing lives. And I'm also really happy for you that you found this and your family. You're part of something so special. So thank you so much for your time, Doug. It was really a pleasure. I wish you guys well. Thank you, Krista. No, it's been a blast and I really appreciate it. Awesome. All right, take care. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Bucket List Careers. And if you haven't already signed up for emails, we do send them out periodically. Just go to my website, bucketlistcareerspodcast.com so that we can connect. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks as always for listening. Be well.
an ironic media production. Visit us at ironicmedia.com.